We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) We are live. Welcome, everyone, to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by WinBet. It is Friday, February 4th, 2022. Alex Berutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard! That was an especially loud whistle. That was great. Uh, let's jump right into the news. Clay Thompson hit seven threes last night in Golden State's 114. 126 win over the Kings. Clay Thompson finished with 23 points, seven assists, five rebounds on eight of 11 shooting. He was rested in the prior game, which was the second night of a back to back. Ken, do you think we can trust Clay down the stretch here? I, first of all, great game for Clay. Nice to see. Uh, but remember, he was playing the Sacramento Kings, and may your fantasy teams always be facing the Sacramento Kings. Um, yeah, I, I worry about the game. Why would they push him for the last 15 games of the season? I'd be resting him and, frankly, all the Warriors, down, old Warriors down the stretch. So I think he will play well, but I think he's going to keep getting rested in back-to-backs and, in general, heading to the playoffs. But what do you think, Shannon? Yeah, I I pretty much feel the exact same way. I mean, he only played 24 minutes, right? So it, it was a solid performance. It's good. I'm more encouraged by the five rebounds and seven assists than the True. eight for 11 shooting. Uh, we know we know Clay is going to have nights where he shoots 80. That that just that happens. Um, the 24 minutes, not the greatest. I, I'm I don't. He hasn't topped 30 minutes yet. I think 27. Yeah, 27 minutes is the most amount of playing time he's seen so far. So it's good, you know, if you if you kept him stashed, if you, you were able to pick him up beforehand, I think you're probably pretty pleased with the production you're getting so far. Um, and I do think on a on a per game level, that will increase between now and the end of the season. But like like Ken alluded to, I'm worried about him sitting, you know, one half of back to backs and, and other nights as well, just to keep him fresh. To your point, 27 minutes has been his season high so far in 11 games. Uh, on the good side, Warriors have won eight in a row. Shannon, take us to news out of L.A. Or Alex, sorry. <laughs> I was confused. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw the fear in Shannon's eyes. Uh, yeah, Coach Ty Lue, 
uh, I think after the game last night said, quote, we know Kawhi's probably not going to come back. And then when asked about Paul George, uh, Paul George's MRI said, quote, hope is stronger than fear. Namaste, um, Coach Lou. Yeah. <laughs> Always a bad sign when people start doing motivational poster speak about player injuries. If if Michael Malone... Well, behind Lou at the press conference is one of those hang in there baby cat posters. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, if, if Coach Mike Malone in the Nuggets was asked about Michael Porter Jr.'s chances of playing next season healthy and said, hope is stronger than fear. I just assume MPJ's career is over. Right. Uh, I'd be like, wow, really? Um, so this is a bad sign if you have either guy in fantasy. Um, I Kawhi probably wasn't going to come back until like the last week of the fantasy season anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Shannon, do you think both these guys are just drops straight up? it's tough. I mean, probably if you're in a competitive shallow league, absolutely. Um, You know, if you, if you need, if you have the roster spots, the the empty bench spots to keep them, then, then go ahead and do it. But, but you know, if if you're, if you need, if you need to pick up someone who's producing now for you to be competitive in the league, then make that move. All right, let's go to Brooklyn guys uh, where Joe Harris may need, Second surgery on his left ankle. Um, I know I had had him as a speculative ad a few weeks ago, so I apologize. Decision will be based on progress Harris makes over the next week or two. He's had some setbacks in his recovery. Uh, I got to think, fantasy-wise, he should be dumped on almost all those 23% of teams he's rostered on. Right, guys? Yeah, I think so. Even before this like official announcement was made, there was already buzz that he had been dealing with the setbacks and that his chances of coming back were pretty low. So, yeah, I understand if it's a deep league, why there are still why he's still on twenty three percent of Yahoo rosters. But with this news, I mean, I guess we're gonna find out in the next week or two whether the surgery actually happened. So, if you want to hold out till then, I get it because it probably hasn't killed you so far, but. Um, I expect that to come down to like less than 10% sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah. I think you just stream other, I mean, you've basically had Joe Harris on your roster for three pointers. You stream other three point shooters between now, like for the rest of the season, essentially, that's all you're looking for. There, there will be options to pick up for that one category, Phil, there'll be options on your waiver wire on a week to week basis, even if you're in 14 team leagues. Well, and as Alex pointed out on the notes too, uh, one possible pivot: Patty Mills available in forty percent of uh, Yahoo leagues. Plenty yeah. of threes, plenty. And of I'll threes. I'll talk about a guy that'll be a good fit for that as well when we get to the waiver wire. Ooh, a little bit of a teaser. Um, hey, All Star Game reserves were announced yesterday. In the East, we've got Tatum, first timers Freddie Van Vliet and Darius Garland. I love both those picks. Plus Chris Middleton, The Beard, Jimmy Butler, and Zach Levine out west. For the Suns, CP3 and Devin Booker, Luca, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Carl Anthony Towns, and an injured Draymond Green. Alex and Shannon, who do you think replaces uh, Draymond for the west? By the way, Green says he's going to be out three to four weeks. I think this is between DeJounte Murray and Anthony Davis. If it has to be a forward, if it has to be a forward, then I think it's AD. If it could be anyone, honestly, I think DeJounte. 
has earned it. But what do you think, Shannon? Yeah, I agree. I think Dejounte should be the pick if if they if they do not consider position and look for a, a big man to replace Draymond. If it's a big man, you know Anthony Davis is, is as good of a pick as anyone else. Um, but yeah, game Murray, counts, Murray does. Davis's game counts kind of. I agree. Different. I agree. Yeah. Totally agree with that. But but Middleton, I'm sorry. Uh, but Murray, Dejounte Murray, absolutely deserves to be a part of the All Star. Festivities. And you know, if you need forwards, put Luca at small forward. He cannot play defense mm-hmm. at small forward as well as he cannot play defense at point guard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Alex, what what happened for the Hawks last night? Trey Young, 43 points as the Hawks snap the Suns 11 game win streak in a 124 115 win. Trey Young, in addition to his 43 points, uh, hit six threes, uh, dished out five assists, had one steal. Red Velvet, 19 points, three assists. My man. Trays. Uh, Suns still first out west. They're up two games on Golden State. Uh, it wouldn't be surprising if the Suns rode that out through the rest of the season. So we have the Hawks. They're 8-2 and two over the last 10 games. Uh, the Celtics are also playing well over this stretch for what it's worth. So outside of Trey Young and John Collins, Shannon, is, is there anyone you like fantasy-wise on this Hawks, uh, Hawks squad? Well, it's good to see Red Velvet, Kevin Herter, have a big game last night. Um, typically, I only like him from a fantasy standpoint when Trey Young sits. Um, in two games without Trey Young this year, uh, he, he's basically doubled his fantasy output. Um, with Trey Young, he's averaging about 20 fantasy points per game. Um, but Her- Herter's a guy who certainly can have solid nights like that. Oh, I Clint Capella. Um, he's got, scoring is tanked. I don't get it. No, it's it's it is interesting. I, I mean, I, I do think there's value, marginal value in, in you know DeAndre Hunter still. Clint Capella is is still interesting, and if John Collins, depending on if John Collins misses any time, um, I'm not sure what the latest is on his shoulder injury, but he, he suffered a shoulder injury during the game last night. Um, you know, we'll have to keep an eye on that and see if if that keeps. John Collins out. Uh, Capella could see a nice boost in value because he's been he's been he, he's taken a dip in his fantasy production. You know, thanks to the emergence of Okungu. Yeah, they like Okungu. I'll, I'll say, Okungu. you know, I'm curious about Bogdanovich's role now as kind of the leader of the bench squad. Uh, you know, he got uh, 36 minutes off the pine last night. 11 points, six assists three trays. Um, I think they're, I think they're going to have Herter as the starter, but Bogdanovich will see as many minutes leading uh, the bench. And I'm curious how that evolves. Yeah. The, uh, the trade of Cam Reddish kind of opened things up for them. They still, you know, they still have maybe arguably quote unquote, too many guys, you know, Lou Williams and DeLon Wright seeing minutes. We'll kind of see what happens in the playoffs, but you're right. I think Bogdanovich in that six-man role, I think that's kind of where, I mean, high-end six-man role, 30-plus minutes. I think that's kind of where he belongs. Yeah, he's done well. He's done well. I mean, in the five games, he's averaging 15.2 points, 3.6 rebounds, 4.6 assists, and three three-pointers per game. Uh, so he's he's thriving in that role right now. All right, gentlemen, let's clu- cl- uh, close the news with a tip of the hat uh, and a heartfelt rest in peace to Hall of Fame coach Bill Fitch who passed away Wednesday, two-time coach of the year, 
Also led the Celtics to Larry Legend's first NBA championship in 1981. He also led the Rockets with the Twin Towers of the Dream Olajuwon and Ralph Sampson to 1986 finals. I remember as a teenager being impressed with how Fitch could stare down a ref with the fury of Zeus, yet avoid a tech. And then he'd want a tech and go apeshit and get tossed from the building. Great rage. Great rage. Anyway, Coach Fitch, you will be missed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's head to our fan feedback section, gentlemen. Today's fan question, which I stole from Mike Barner's excellent weekly mailbag column on Rotowire. There's a little plug. Anyway, it comes to us from JTory79, who asks, for points leagues, guys, so for a points league, who do you like rest of season? Mm. Nicholas Claxton or Isaiah Beef Stew? Shannon and Alex, what are your thoughts? That's a tough one. Um, I think Beef Stew is safer because the Pistons have fewer options at center. Um, and he's been pretty consistent with his minutes and usage. Not that it's been necessarily high, but they've kind of settled him into the a role that I think he's going to hold for the rest of the season. Claxton, I think has more upside for like big games. Like he's just, he's coming off a monster game where I think he had 50 fantasy points. Um, but they got Aldridge in there. You know, Steve Nash is always changing up the rotations, doing different stuff for different teams. So I'd be worried about his floor on certain games too. I mean, to me, this is close to a wash, but it depends if you need, I think, upside or if you're looking for something safer. Yeah, in a points-based league, I think I'm going to surprise some of you. I'm, I'm actually going to go with Nick Claxton. Um, you know, we, we saw up the upside, the ceiling from him this week uh, in Wednesday's game uh, against the Kings. He went off for 23 points, 11 rebounds, five blocks, and one steal in 29 minutes. Unfortunately, we just haven't seen that kind of game from from Beef Stew this season. Um, it, you know, it's rare that he even gets a double double. He's got two Beef Stew, meaning it's rare that he even has double double this season. He, he's basically been locked into that eight and eight with one block that he's yeah. that he's averaging <laughs> on the year. Um, you know, there's more risk with Claxton, but I'm willing to take that risk if it means the occasional 50 point fantasy game. Um, I also firmly believe, you know, Claxton, Claxton missed uh, a, a stretch of about eight games uh, or eight of nine games. Uh, his minutes are starting to creep up. I, I realize LaMarcus Aldridge is out right now, 
But I think Claxton will be locked into the starting lineup. And if he continues to see, you know, over 25 minutes, which it was 29 minutes on Wednesday after not eclipsing 20 the three games prior to that, um, I think he'll be very productive. And you can even just look back at his production uh, in in early to mid-January before he missed time. Uh, early January, late December, before he missed time, he was locked into the starting lineup and he was producing at a better clip, seeing over 25 minutes per game. I think he's going to be back to that basically as of now. Wednesday was the breakout and we're going to see him be a 11.9 rebound, you know, over one block per game player. All right. You know, it kills me about Beef Stew. He's playing five more minutes a game and his blocks have gone down and his points haven't changed irritates me it's been disappointing yeah yeah all right guys let's head to the waiver wire yeah uh games for next week houston and milwaukee have two games uh and there are eight teams with four games so pretty busy week although not as busy i feel like as the last few weeks have been uh, and we do have the all-star break coming up soon so keep in mind uh, we'll touch on that a little bit more but there's some weird sometimes they could you know, your league will combine the two all-star weeks. Sometimes it's like two short half weeks. We'll get to that. Uh, my available in 50% of leagues suggestion, Luke Kennard of Detroit Pistons fame, 45% rostered on Yahoo, 10% on ESPN. Uh, Kawhi and Paul George probably not coming back this season as we touched on in the news section. Last eight games, Kennard's averaging 14 and a half points on 10 shots. Five rebounds, three assists in just under 27 minutes. Uh, and last year, or excuse me, two years ago, he ranked 101st per game in 33 minutes with the Pistons. So you know he's capable of at least hovering around that, you know, late, you know, early 100 range. Also um, shooting shooting 50, 50% during those last eight games, which for a three-point guy, pretty nice. Yeah, he's, he's an efficient shooter, great three-point shooter. Um you know, capable of taking on some extra usage when necessary, uh, like he was with the Pistons when it seemed like he might, <laughs> they might give him the keys to the car at some point. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's my suggestion. Ken, who do you have? I'm going with a guy that, yeah, a little surprised to see. He's only rostered in 53% of Yahoo leagues, only 21% of ESPN. And that's reserve guard Kobe White for the Chicago Bulls. White admittedly struggled early in the season as they were bringing in DeRozan and have and, and Ball uh, was cut by a lot of fantasy squads. But hey, Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso, they're both out to March. Last 11 games for White, 14 and a half points, three and a half assists, 2.3 triples. Warning is still only shooting 40% from the field. But uh, Kobe White getting a lot of run as the Bulls deal with injuries. Yeah, not yeah, uh, not. You can go ahead, Jan. Uh, yeah, he's he's been solid. You know, he, it's he's not he's not going to be putting up numbers that he did when he when he had a much larger role with the Bulls last season. Uh, but there's still plenty plenty use plenty of leagues where 13, three and three with 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 heavy three pointers is is useful. So I, I like that. I like that pickup. Who's uh, who's your first suggestion, Shannon? My first suggestion is Davion Mitchell, Sacramento Kings guard, you know, rookie guard, well known for, for his great defense already. Uh, he's 44% owned on Yahoo, 9% owned on ESPN. 
Uh, he's seen a, a great bump in value due to De'Aaron Fox being out uh, over the past four games. Uh, Mitchell has averaged 30, almost 35 minutes per game, uh, 19 points, 2.5 three-pointers, 5.5 assists. Um, while he is great at defense, he doesn't necessarily rack up a bunch of steals, but his, his on-the-ball perimeter defense is fantastic. He's only averaging 0.8. I do think his, his, his quality play on that side of the court will eventually translate into more steals. Um, so this is somewhat speculative because Darren Fox is returning. Uh, you know, he, his ankle injury, he should be back uh, probably, probably sometime soon, if not uh, right after the All-Star break. But I also believe De'Aaron Fox is one of the most likely candidates to get traded this Boom. year. Uh, I believe that is that is Tyrese Halliburton's team going forward and whoever they get uh, in return for De'Aaron Fox, which will probably be a wing or a big man. Um, you know, with Davion Mitchell, Halliburton, uh, they, they don't really need De'Aaron Fox anymore. Um, so I think it makes sense for, for the Kings to move him. And I expect Mitchell to hold more value moving forward than he did the first third or half of the season yeah i like the speculation on fox i mean boy when are they blowing things up in sacramento how many playoffs do they need to miss yeah i think um like shannon said i think the only two guys on that roster that you care about are davion mitchell and tyrese Halliburton, and everyone else in theory if you're king's management should be available um and that may only just be Halliburton, but both those guys, I think you could start a rebuild. Um, my long shot of the week, Reggie Bullock, 15% rostered on Yahoo, 3% on ESPN. Tim Hardaway Jr.'s got a broken foot. Would be shocked to see him back again this season, especially at any point in the fantasy season. Bullock's last four games, 17.8 points, 5.3 rebounds, 1.8 steals in just under 30 minutes. Obviously, the 18 points are not sustainable. Uh, but in 30 minutes per game last year, he did rank 102nd, or excuse me, 162nd. Uh, but that was on a Knicks team without like a great uh, distributor uh, or anything like that. You got Luka Doncic throwing you clean passes for open threes. You could certainly rise above that 162. So surprised to see he was only 15% rostered. But I guess the way that the uh, the waiver wire like week. You know, when Tim Hardaway Jr. got hurt, people not having a ton of confidence stuff. But I assume uh, next week he will be closer to 50%. So tons of threes and maybe steals for you if you pick them up. Ken, long shot. Yeah, I was always surprised Bullock didn't do better early on with the Mavs. Uh, my long shot, and it's a long shot, baby. Veteran Goran Dragic, who's sort of on Toronto right now. Trade deadlines February 10th. There's a lot of rumors out there for the 35-year-old. It'd be crazy for the Raptors to hold on to him. And uh, just remember, last year, 13 and a half points, four and a half assists, almost a steal a game, 1.8 triples per game with the Heat. Uh, so I, you know, just a spe- you got bench room. Throw a dart at go- the dragon. Let's see where he winds up. That's interesting. Yeah, if you're in a super deep league. And for some reason, Dragic's 13 points and four assists would normally be snatched up like immediately. I think I think there's a play for this. Um, it's always good to bring guys up like that who are basically guaranteed to get moved or buy out candidates, guys like that. Shannon, long shot. 
My long shot, I, I have two actually. Uh, Brandon Goodwin from the Cleveland Cavs with, with Garland out, Rubio out, everyone. They, <laughs> they essentially have no point guards. And, and Godwin has stepped up for him uh, in the past couple games. He, he has, uh, let me pull up these stats again, apologies. He passed two games, 29 minutes per 14 points, four rebounds, four and a half assists, one steal. Uh, and two three-pointers. Uh, it's you know remains to be seen how long uh, our, our Darius All-Starlin will be out. Uh, but <laughs> as long as he is, Godwin's going to be worth the stream. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a byproduct of being so short-handed. But but he he basically came off the bench, had 21 points uh, in the first game, and then the next game he started. Saw 32 minutes, seven, seven, and eight. Solid, solid production. This is just a team. They're so, they're so so shallow at the guard position right now. I mean, yeah, yeah. Our boy Chetty Osman uh, get uh, you know twelve assists one game uh, because they had no one else to, who could pass the ball. So it, I I just think Godwin will be worth at least a stream for for the next period before the All Star break. Uh, and the other guy I've got is Trey Mann. For the Oklahoma Thunder, uh, he has started three straight games. Uh, all games SGA has sat out. Uh, in those three games, man has averaged 30 minutes, 17 points, 3.7 three-pointers. And this is the guy who I would argue is, is a good streaming option over a Joe Harris. Um, if you have Joe Harris on your roster and, and you need three-pointers, you know, man's 21-year-old coming off a of, Career high 29.63 three pointer effort against the Mavericks on Wednesday. He played 41 minutes, a team high 41 minutes. Uh, you know, the, the 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 value might be temporary because uh SGA may be back after the all-star break, but in the meantime, man's worth streaming. And the Thunder will be crazy to rush Gilgis Alexander back. They're they're not yes. playing for anything, so even when he comes back, I'm, I could see him getting every other game off or something for a while. Yeah, absolutely. And Trey Man, Trey Man's different than uh, you know. He, he's different than Brandon Goodwin. He's not. He's not a 26 year old. You know, basically outcast. Right. Uh, who, who's just you know a two way on a two way contract. Trey Man's the first round pick from you know 18th overall pick in the 2021 draft. He is an actual piece that the Thunder are going to try to build around or at least evaluate and try to determine if he is a future long-term piece. So, so he could hold value longer than what we've seen so far. I mean, there've been guys like Aaron Wiggins starting for them. They could easily just go with Trey Mann instead, even after SGA returns. Josh Giddy's six, eight, he could play small forward too. He does, if they like yeah. man in that starting lineup, you know? Yeah. They, they've gone with a lot of small lineups, so that's entirely possible. Something you also do when you have zero bigs like Oklahoma. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, All right. Okay. Have we? Yeah, let's... Is it time for the dull suggestion? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Jaden McDaniel's of our Minnesota Timberwolves owned in one th- or rostered in one third of Yahoo leagues. T Wolves have four games next week, including two games against the fantasy friendly Sacramento Kings and another game against the friendly Indiana Pacers. So that's three out of four quality matchups. Now, first check if Jared Vanderbilt, who we've discussed on earlier pods, 
See if he's gone. He probably is. He's rostered in two-thirds of leagues on Yahoo. Uh, if so, if he's taken, then shift gears to McDaniels. In his last seven games, 10 points, three and a half rebounds, two plus assists, 1.2 stocks while shooting 54% from the field and hitting almost one and a half threes. Dull pick, taking advantage of game count, but one week streamer for Jaden McDaniels. Give that a shot. It's all about winning the week. Uh, something that probably doesn't get discussed <laughs> enough in terms of fantasy basketball. So, and actually, let's, I want to bring up someone else from from Minnesota. Since since we we discussed McDaniel's, what about Torian Prince? He's had a couple of really big games this week. A forgotten veteran. Uh, yeah, I mean that's it. Doesn't get much duller than Torian Prince. <laughs> yes. but uh, twenty twenty four. <laughs> right, absolutely is. The, the past two games, he, he's averaged 24 minutes off the bench, 23 points, 7.5 rebounds, 1.5 uh, steals, and 5.5 three-pointers. So I guess, yeah, it helps to shoot 73% from downtown. That'll make you more valuable. And, and if you extend that out to, to the past four games, even over the past four games, he's shooting 68% from downtown. So he's caught fire from three with with uh, D'Angelo Russell missing some time. Uh, they they needed more minutes from their bench unit. I, I guess if you're in a deep enough league, Torian Prince is also an option. All right. Well, Shannon, while you're on a roll there, tell us about our good friends at Thrive. Absolutely. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy basketball, and they're running guaranteed NBA fantasy contest every single day this season with thrive fantasy you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on your all-star players the top tier athletes have the biggest impact of the game sign up today and get a free six-month subscription on rotowire here's how to claim that offer visit rotowire.com slash thrive t-h-r-i-v-e deposit a minimum of ten dollars and receive a 100 percent deposit bonus up to $100. Play in your first contest, and then you'll receive your free month RotoWire subscription. Go to rotowire.com slash thrive today. If there's one thing that we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions, and even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's Fantasy Podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hands at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in seven states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, it's time for you two to give everyone your fabulous DFS picks for Friday night. Nine games today. Uh, highest over-unders, we have Houston at San Antonio. 
with a 234 and a half. Uh, we also have Chicago at Indiana with a 231 and a half. As always, make sure to check that Rotowire's uh, Rotowire lineups page, the injury news page, turn on notifications, whatever you have to do to get the latest injury uh, and lineup news uh, to your computer or phone. Uh, is there anyone that stands out to you right off the bat, Shannon, from a value perspective? I know Chris Depp's Porzingis is still out, so we got the Reggie Bullock. We have Maxi Kleber, Dorian Finney-Smith. Do any of those guys stand out to you, or is that a situation you just you're not that excited about? I I'm not too excited about Dallas. You know, I, I do. I I like my boy Maximilian a little bit, but I feel like you're you're holding out hope that he's basically going to have a repeat performance from the 40 point outing he had in the most recent game. That's pretty rare. Uh, you know, it, it, it's yeah. very rare where he's going to have a, a, a fantasy point per minute um, and play 40 minutes. Um, you know, he had seven, seven combined steals and blocks that game, which really is the reason why he had, uh, such a good fantasy performance that doesn't happen. That's, that's like a, a once per, per season type of game from him. So he's still, he's still worth consideration, uh, pretty much anytime Porzingis sits. Uh, but I would, I would expect, you know, something more along the lines of 25 to 30 fantasy points. Um, so if that fits whatever plan you have for tonight, then sure. He's absolutely worth a look for your roster. Yeah. Tough matchup too. Um, going up against Philly. So yes. something to, uh, something to definitely consider there. Uh, I mean, for me in terms of some, you know, we mentioned DeJounte Murray uh, at the beginning of the show in terms of guys who might be all-star snubs. Spurs going up against Houston. We mentioned the high over under. It's over 230, which is kind of a key mark for, for super fast-paced games. Uh, not inexpensive to Jonte Murray. He's up to 10,500. But I don't know who's guarding him on Houston. I mean, Houston can't guard anybody. I mean, I guess maybe they could throw Jay Sean Tate at him or something like that. Um, but I don't think Houston cares that much about winning the game necessarily. Uh, I mean, we, we've sung Murray's praises all year. Um, I mean, you know, since January... Since the start of January, he's averaging uh, 49 fantasy points, uh, which is pretty close to you know value on his salary. Uh, this is also a home game for San Antonio, which I think is of note because he's averaging 53 fantasy points at home during this stretch. Just a guy who could, you know, like it, it feels a little odd having DeJounte Murray be like the key guy, the most expensive guy in your lineup. But I think tonight it, it makes sense. Yeah, I, I- Targeting top guys, especially against the Rockets, uh, is certainly possible. Uh, having it be a, a underwhelming Spurs team uh, going against the Rockets, you know, if you're if you're picking a first place squad that's going to go against the Rockets, then I worry about the blowout potential. I don't really worry about that with the Spurs, considering they get blown out a lot as well. Uh, my only concern with Murray uh, for tonight's slate is just the fact that he's questionable right now. Uh, you know, he sat out on Thursday with the wrist injury. Exactly. So it, it is interesting. There's going to be some interesting targets from the Spurs. I just don't know. We don't know who those players are going to be yet. You know, is, is it going to be, is it going to be Murray? Uh, yes. If he's active, is it going to be Trey Jones? You know, will Derek White be worth a look? Um, you know, I, I like, and for both sides, you know, even if we look at the Rockets side, like I like Kevin Porter and Jalen Green or Christian Wood a lot more if Murray's sitting 
if Pirtle's sitting, if those two are sitting, the Spurs defense takes a big hit. Um, so I like more more of the Rockets side in that scenario. But I mean, if Murray's playing, if Pirtle's playing, Pirtle's more doubtful than he is uh, questionable. But it, it that is definitely a game to keep keep a very close eye on, giving all of the injuries and giving the high over under. Um, couple other games, another high over under for the night, the, the Indiana Chicago game. I'm going to, I very likely will go heavy on Indiana uh, tonight. You know, luckily, or hopefully, no one has to deal with a 22 second into the game injury with Isaiah Jackson, like, like I think 50% of the field did on Wednesday night for the Pacers game. Goga might, might be returning tonight. And, and then, of course, you've got Karis Levert. Who anytime, anytime Brogdon and Sabonis are out, Levert is is worth a look. So Levert was one of the first guys I plugged into my lineup tonight. Yeah, that's a that's a good matchup. I think Levine is also questionable for that game, so there could be a lot of value. I mean, those are, we we just talked about Indiana, Chicago, uh, San Antonio, Houston as being the two highest over under games. There could also end up being a lot of value in there because of injuries to Dejounte Murray and Zach Levine, especially. The Indiana injuries are a little more persistent. They've been around for a while, but um, I think there will be people who end up basically just stacking those those two games. Um, Ken, I want to I want to rope you in just a little bit here. Uh, I mean, we do have Boston against Detroit tonight uh, <laughs> for you two guys. We haven't even really mentioned it in yet. Detroit in Detroit. Um, hey, Boston's Pistons, been better. Pistons beat. Celtics twice last year. I watched both of them with red, angry eyes. <laughs> I kept waiting for Shader to talk trash uh, on the phone there. <laughs> so I would certainly take the Pistons side of this. The Celtics have a rich history yeah. of underestimating Detroit. You got eight uh, and a half points. I'm, is, just, uh, I'm just sad that I can't. I was really looking forward to seeing former Piston Bull Bull play against his, his uh, former squad, yeah. but he's already been ruled out, yeah, unfortunately. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Whether or not it's a game largely depends on if Cade Cunningham plays, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. You know, the Pistons, you know, Cade Cunningham is questionable. Uh, the Pistons were, were managed to be, you know, competitive last night against Minnesota without Cade. Uh, and, and I think that's a good game to look to uh, as far as finding DFS value because Sadiq Bay just destroyed everything. Destroyed everything last night. Went off for 50 fantasy points. He was only about 15 or 16% owned in most contests. Uh, he's, yeah, he, he is very inconsistent and there's a lot of risk. He, he's, you know, it almost seems like he's just as likely to get 35 points as he is 15. Uh, but he does have upside for those big games, and, and usually it it uh, it lines up with when the team's shorthanded and he's more of a primary scoring option. So I do I like Sadiq Bay for that game. Marcus Smart like him. He's he's a decent value. Um, and Robert will I think I think the Time Lord is going to probably block like twelve a uh, beef stew shots tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say Doke. Uh, he is really shrinking the rotation. So as a season play, well, he's Schroeder's not getting many minutes. He's really sticking to the starters plus Grant Williams. Uh, so all, all the starters, even if it is a blowout against Detroit, he, ha, uh, Celtics have not been using their bench. So the starters, I expect to still see a lot of run. 
Personally, I'm glad Bay is playing better because I threw him into like months and months ago, put him in a long-term dynasty, like realistic keeper targets article when he was playing bad. And I'm like, listen, buy now because he's not as bad as these look. So I'm glad that he's he's panning out. He he, he is not as you're right, Alex. He's not as bad as he's looked. Um, but really, I mean, and I know we preached this during the preseason, during the draft season, we said points-based leagues. He's a fantastic target, uh, especially at where he was being selected. But in in rotisserie, he is hard to own because that 38%, 38.5% from the floor yeah. uh, is, is tough. It is tough to deal with and manage. But overall, I mean, outside of that field goal percentage, 15.5 points, 5.8 rebounds, 2.6 assists, 2.4 three-pointers, and 83% from the line, that's all solid. You know, you would hope for more defensive stats, but, you know, he's he's proven to hold value, especially in points-based leagues. Uh, some other guys that I'm kind of interested in, uh, we mentioned Brandon Goodwin uh, earlier in the podcast with the waiver wire. Of course, he's an option, but it's always important to think about the other sides of these matchups, too, when guys are hurt. And I'm thinking about LaMelo Ball, potentially, against Cleveland. I guess you could go both Goodwin and LaMelo. Melo sitting sitting at uh, nine thousand, um, been great uh, lately. Coming off of fantasy point games of 62, 50, 36, and sixty three, um, someone that you could probably plug in your lineup literally every single slate at this price. Uh, and I, I think Shannon probably has as much as I hear you talk about uh, <laughs> him being only nine thousand. I did. I got my I got my little uh, email report the other day of of my my January fantasy basketball email report from FanDuel, and okay. it was embarrassing how many times I've rostered. <laughs> he was he was my most owned player for the month of January, or my most rostered player for the month of January. Uh, and I agree. I like both sides. Of that I mean, Ball Ball and and Goodwin. Um, even at nine thousand, you know, we've we've been talking about we talk about Ball almost every week, but. You know, he's backed it up, you know, two 60 point outings in the past in the past four games, a 50 point outing in those four games as well. That's tough. That's tough to pass up even at nine thousand. Um, you know, I even like scary Terry in, in that matchup. He, he's down to sixty six hundred, um, which is is much, much easier to slide him into your lineup when he's sixty six hundred uh, than when he was closer to eight thousand. Um, and then, you know. There's one final guy I want to mention who should, I would guess, will be one of the most heavily owned players uh, again tonight is, is Josh Giddy. Um, you know, SGA, as we've mentioned, is mm-hmm. out. You know, Giddy, Giddy controls the offense. He's basically a, a triple-double threat whenever SGA sits. Uh, he's averaging in the, in the past three games with, with SGA on the bench or out in street clothes. Uh, Giddy's averaging basically about 35 fantasy points per in those three games. Um, but we've saw, we saw earlier this year, he can get 40, 50. I mean, he had a big triple double 62 point outing without SGA playing uh, a few weeks ago. And that's the upside for tonight as well. Uh, He can, he can definitely put together that type of game, especially against Portland. That's going to be a high scoring game. Yeah. Um, that mostly wraps it up for me. I will say, as we were talking here, I was playing around with the optimizer a little bit, uh, something that we've continued to improve. Um, after a few exclusions, just off of personal preference, I ended up with a quick lineup of LaMelo Ball, Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent, mm-hmm. Josh Giddy, 
Uh, and then a value section of Osman, Finney Smith, Kleber, Baisley, who's actually been playing well lately. And then the center of Nikola Jokic. So a little bit of a stars and scrubs there. Um, but I feel like that's a solid lineup. Um, yeah. That, so, that, is, that is solid. It's very solid. Yeah. Uh, I think that will do it for us in terms of DFS. So, Ken, we're going to rope you back in with the old man rant. Arrgh. Washington Commanders? That's worse <laughs> than Washington Wizards. Washington football team owner Little Danny Snyder is incompetent, and this new commander's name is Exhibit 147. Commanders? What is this, The Handmaid's Tale? Fans submitted awesome logos and uniforms for Red Wolves, Red Tails, and Red Hogs. Why not let the fans choose their favorite? But oh no, the Danny had to pick this boring name and uniform set for the Commanders. It took 18 months of Washington football team to come up with this terrible look. Hey, it's pathetic. It took Washington so long to drop its old racist name. And yet now they somehow found a name duller than football team. Jeez. By the way, Washington's record is 149, 202 with one tie with little Danny as the owner. My hot take is that the vast majority of team nicknames are lame. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I don't have, I don't have a strong take on this, but I appreciate the energy, Ken. Yes. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Grew up, uh, grew up. I have a John Riggins jersey. Some great Washington football stuff from my childhood down in the sports basement. But uh, stuff with the racist name, I got to toss. Yeah. yeah. And especially when they already have like the, the Red Hogs or Hogs would have just been so. Would have been awesome. Right? I right? know. And they could have kept the script R from the George Allen and Joe Gibbs day. Those guys always wore a scripted R hat. Yeah. Those were sweet. And so you could have linked it to the past, but no. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe it'll grow on people. Who knows? Uh, I remember I bring I brought this up with Whalen, but when the when New Orleans changed its basketball team name to the Pelicans, everybody lost their mind and was like, "This is the worst name I've ever heard." It's still pretty bad, but nobody talks. Nobody. It's just normalized. Now. In their defense, there was a minor league baseball team in New Orleans that was <laughs> that went by the Pelicans, so there was a historical okay something or other. Something there. Yeah. All right. What, what uh, did we get wrong on the mispronounced names? I don't. Okongwu. Think... I think I said that. Oh, one yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okongwu. Yeah. I think he forgot the W, but I did. That's about it. I forgot about that even. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. So uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us on the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by WinBet. Ken, take us out of here. Yeah. For today's out quote, Let's once again honor Hall of Fame coach Bill Fitch, who said, quote, I once said coaching a first-year team was a religious experience. You do a lot of praying, but most of the time the answer is no. Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. (laughs) 